Well, if you'll open your Bible to page 500, and let me see, 583, that's where we are today, page 583. We were so blessed last Sunday to have Dr. R.T. Kendall here. He hit the nail on the head about forgiveness and shared some wonderful things. I've been amazed. The emails I've already had come in and uh, about that sermon and how helpful it was. In fact, one was so moving that I wrote a little response back and turned it in to be typed and sent back right before I came over here about what it meant to a lady. She said that sermon just was spot on. That's how she said it. And I agree with her 100%. Well, today uh, I want us to think about learning from others. You know, I was thinking about there, there are many different ways to learn in life. But I mentioned four because our time is so limited. And I thought, well, now what will I call these four? Well, I've called one of them self-learning. You know, uh, we read books and we do a lot of things just on our own to learn about things. And, uh, you know, the old way I used to be told, you just bulldog it down. Now, if you're real smart, if you have a photogenic mind... You can almost just kind of look at something once and remember it, but most of us don't have that kind of mind, and we just kind of bulldog it down. Like that's how we learn the alphabet. Everybody in this room, I dare say, knows alphabet. Now, how did you learn the alphabet? You say, well, there's a secret to learn. There is no secret to learn the alphabet. You just learn. You bulldog it. You just, the multiplication tables, like most everybody here at one time or another, and we still all know them up to some point. Two times two is four, and four times four. Yeah, we know. Well, how did we learn that? I remember when I had to learn all the multiplication tables through twelve. And how did I, you just you just bulldog it down? You just learn it. I saw a good example of this over this past weekend. We had both the grandchildren. We picked them up Friday afternoon after school. We brought them back to school on Monday morning. And Monday afternoon, their parents were to pick them up. I hope they did. Uh, I, I, I never heard, but I hope they did. But in fact, I heard that joke John told. This doesn't fit my sermon, but it fits that joke. I was driving Charlie Joe. It's not, listen, being a parent today is more difficult than it used to be. Like many of us went to school riding the school bus. Well, now... Like one child goes to school at 7.15, the other child has to be there at 8 o'clock. So I was bringing Charlie Joe out here about 7 o'clock Monday morning. We was just driving down Fairmont. Out of the clear, she said, she said, do you ever get up to preach and don't have anything to say? <laughs> I thought, now that's an interesting question. I said, well... No, I said, you got to have something to say. She said, well, like, do you get it up or does God give it to you? That fit John's thing. I said, well, I hope God gives it to me, but I have to think and, and work on it and develop it and try to do that kind of thing. And then that was just kind of the end of that conversation. Now, over the weekend, our grandson was going to have a Bible test yesterday. And what the class did, they gave the kids the test, like about 10, you matched them up, and then 10 was some other way, and then it was about six or seven, fill in the blanks. It was a really good test. Well, I told him, I said, now, I'll help you with that. He said, I've got to, I've got to work on this thing where I know it. And so 
we did. And I must say, he knew every one of those things. And then Monday morning when I was bringing Charlie Joe out here, and Dottie can't yet drive because she had a little work done that she can't right yet drive, but I had to go back to get him well, while I was doing that. Dottie was reviewing him on the test again. And what he was doing is what I'm talking about. He was bulldogging it down. He just, just you remember when you took tests? I mean, some things you just, I mean, there's no, it's just, you, you just have to learn it. You just bulldog it down. Well, then there's structured learning. That's school. You go to school, that's structured learning. Then there's, there's observed learnings. I, I don't know if that's the best way to say it. But what you do, you just observe people. Like, I read books, but I read people. And most all of us read people. You look at people, how they live their life. Some, they're very successful. And you think, now, I want to I just watch how they go through life. What do they do to be so successful? Then others are not as successful. And you say, well, I'm going to learn from their mistakes. You know, I'm, uh, I'm just, a, 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 and then, you know, the Apostle Paul referred to that. For time, I won't read it. I really brought my other Bible to read it. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, he says, he's writing to the Hebrew children that are not living godly lives. And he's in that 10th chapter of 1 Corinthians, he talks to them about all the things that God did for them, their ancestors, but how they had been disobedient and rebellious. But he said, I'm writing all this so as an example, in fact, the old King James and the new King James uses that word example, as an example to you. Like many of the people in the Bible, I, they're in the Bible to be examples, both good and bad, for us to learn. So that's another way to do it. And then I thought, well, now there's another way to learn. We've all done it this way. The school of hard knocks. Yeah, I have a PhD in that school. Most, I have a lot of you that are in my group too. The school of hard knocks. And we could talk about that. You know, you just, you just get out there and, you know, you think you've got it figured out and, and it doesn't work out. And you think, well, boy, I missed that one. Well, let's learn from our, you know, let's learn from our mistakes. You know, that's the difference between, a, I was watching the World Series, you know, that last game. Uh, and the World Series, the, the guy in center field, did you watch that? Yeah. He just let the ball go by him. I'm sure he's not slept well since. Now, that one play didn't cost the game. They were already, uh, the Dallas team, you know, they were already ahead, but they weren't ahead by two runs. But it just took the air out of the, of the, of the Arizona team. I thought that's what they do in the minor leagues. You know, in the minor leagues, Balls do go through people's legs. That's why they're in the minor leagues. But in the major leagues, maybe one time every now and then. But if you let a lot of balls go through your legs, you'll be back in the minor leagues. So we need to just know, you know, we all make mistakes. We don't want to keep making the same mistakes. Well, today what I want to do, I want to talk about, uh, about observe learning. How we learn observing people that we can learn from, from good for bad. And we can learn for their bad, and hopefully we will miss the deal. Now, a recent example, I mean, this is really current. Saturday night, we picked, I picked the, uh, Dr. Ken Love and his son at the airport. 
brought him out here to the hotel. And uh, the only thing he ever asked to do when he comes, he wants to eat in this same restaurant on Saturday night. Andy's Barbecue on Deadman. He just thinks it's the greatest thing he's ever been to in his life. And I said, Dr. Kendall, you know, we really have some upscale restaurants. No, no, I've been to those. I want to go over there. He said, there's a place like that near my house, but this place out here is better than that place. And so we go over there. Dr. Kendall, his son, T.R., and John and I. And um, it's interesting we got there about 6.15, and this, they get kind of busy about that time on Saturday night, but this table that we seemed to always get when we go, it was open, and oh, it made him so happy. And we go and get this, uh, we have our meal. Now, of course, I didn't want to bring it up. I wanted to be spiritual. But like Alabama was having a really major league football game Saturday night, and I'm over at Andy's Barbecue on Deadman. And we had had our, what I thought we'd finished up our meal. I was just about to say, look, I need to, I was just about to say this. I didn't say this. I said, I was about to say, you know, we've got the grandkids and I need to get back home and kind of, but before I could say that, he said, are y'all in a hurry? (laughs) And then he turned to John and he said, John, could you go back and get me some more of that slaw? He said, that's the best slaw I've ever, he said, I look, that's really why I like to come here, that slaw. Well, of course, there's a big old long line now, and John's got to get in a big old long line to go get some more slaw. And I thought, man, we are, I, this is not good. This is, I, I, I've got, well, we got the slaw. Well, then he wanted to share something. And what he shared was just worth, there's no way to put a value on it. And I thought to myself, I'm learning a great lesson that I didn't even want to stay for. I was wanting to get back to the ball game. But I'm, I'm learning something. He's sharing something about something. I'd never heard this shared before by him that was very, very insightful. And I thought, well, here's an example of what I'm going to be talking about Tuesday. Now, that's, that's a Saturday example. Now, let me go back almost 60 years ago. See, I don't want to just have old examples. I just gave you a new example. Learning from other people. Soon after we were married, one of the first things that Dottie uh, shared with me somewhere there in the first months of our marriage, she shared with me when she was a little girl that she had gone to the Ridgecrest Conference Center up in... uh, Asheville, out of Asheville, North Carolina by Black Mountain. And Billy Graham then was a very young, not all that famous preacher. And he was speaking at a campfire service for a bunch of kids. Now, can you imagine that? Billy Graham, he's, now he, by the way, he lived real close to that. So was, he's probably agreed to do it. But at this little campfire service, and Dottie was just a little girl. He shared some things that he did in his life that blessed him. And he said, one of the things, and this is what she shared with me. Now, this is almost 60 years ago. That every day, one of the things he did, he read the proverb of the day. Now, she's sharing with me. She said, now, I've been doing that since that campfire service. She said, every now and then I miss a day, but not my 
And she said, I want to encourage you to, you know, consider that. Well, I started doing that. Every day I read the proverb of the day. Like today is the seventh. Uh, it it's, uh, would be Proverbs 7. Well, I was thinking about this the other day when I was in Proverbs 3. And in Proverbs 3, of course, are my three favorite verses in the whole book of Proverbs. Proverbs 3, verses 5, 6, and 7. And this is really what got me reading a proverb of the day. Dottie shared what she heard as a little girl from Billy Graham, and she shared it. I thought, well, you know, that makes sense. I'll do that. And it's just been such a blessing to me. Now, I learned Proverbs 3, verses 5, 6, and 7. Many of you have heard this. When I was in the first grade, I was raised in a little country church. We didn't have a minister of music. They had a song leader. Yeah, and the preacher. That was about it. And the pastor was just a godly man, and he encouraged boys and girls to memorize Scripture verses. And he had this deal that if you would memorize whatever verses he gave you to memorize, he would give you a Bible, a little New Testament Bible. And all you had to do was memorize the verses he gave you. And you didn't have to stand up before anybody. You just would go up to him one Sunday and say, Pastor, I'd like to say my verses. And you'd say your verses, and he would take you into his office and he'd get this little New Testament. He'd write something in it, write your name and write a little note in there and sign his name and give you the Bible. So that was my motive. Now, I went to him one Sunday and said, Pastor, I'd like to get my verses. I almost said to get my Bible, but I was spiritual enough not to say that. And I'll never forget, he reached in his coat pocket and pulled out a little card and on the back of it, which was blank, he wrote what I was to memorize. Now, he didn't give every boy and girl the same scriptures. Because we'd all ask, what did he give you? What did he give you? Well, here's what he wrote. I watched him. I can still see him. Pastor Gerard was his name. He wrote Proverbs 3, colon, 5. I was okay. But then he wrote dash 7. And he gave it to me. And I went home and told my mother, I, I, I went to the pastor. He gave me, he wants me to memorize the whole Old Testament. And she said, surely not. And I sh she said, that's three verses. So as a little boy, I memorized those three verses. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. That's where I need. In all thy ways acknowledge him. He shall direct thy path. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. And, and I, those verses have just meant so, so very much to me. But I learned them as a, as a first grader because I learned to do that in Proverbs from Dottie almost 60 years ago. And then I would say today that those three verses probably have helped me. I mean, I'm a long way from a first grader. But down through my life, I look at those verses in my Bible. It's just amazing. I, I encourage you to get your Bible when you get home and look at them. Proverbs 3, verses 5, 6, and 7. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. So many things happen in life. I just say, man, I just can't understand this deal. Well, the Bible tells me don't try to figure it out. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Be not wise in your own eyes. Boy, I'm guilty there. Many times I'm, I got to figure this thing out. And I can't get it figured out. And I remember Proverbs 3, 5, 6, and 7. Be not wise in thine own eyes. 
Fear the Lord, depart from evil. Well, as I was thinking about that today, you know, we, everybody in the room, we all learn from people. I can tell you story after story after story. We're not just preachers. I, I share sometimes stories. Members, I've learned so much through the years. Many, many back in my early days, I pastored a lot of members that were farmers. Listen, they, they may not have had much formal education, but they were big time smart. They had little things they could say. I said something to the grandchildren the other day. They said, we never, I said, you know, boys, I said, kids, I think, I said, early bird gets the worm. They said, well, I never heard that. I said, well, think about it. I texted them last night. I said, I had another saying come to me. I thought y'all might like it. When you fall down, get up. (laughs) Neither grandchild responded. (laughs) Well, you... Hey, we learn things from people. We really do. And, and that's that verse in Proverbs 17 that we, that we didn't even look at a while ago, but we'll turn to it. You've got it right there on page 583. Let's look at that verse because it, you talk about true. It is, it is true beyond words. Proverbs 27 verse 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, not as wood sharpens iron, not as copper sharpens iron, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friends. I'll tell you what, I've learned so much from so many people. This, has, this isn't spiritual, but I mean, I learn a lot of things from people that are not spiritual, but I, I feel that. Many of you remember Buddy Jones. I won't ask you to raise your hands. Buddy Jones, he was an institution in Pasadena. He could tie the best tie knot of anybody I ever knew. And I went one day and I asked him to show me how to do it. And he did. And I've never been able to do it. <laughs> but every time I tie my tie, I think about, now, buddy, would, would, his wouldn't look like this. His wouldn't look like this. Well, just so many things we learn. Well, I'm encouraging you today to do something. I'm encouraging you. I really hate to encourage you today because Proverbs 7 probably is not very applicable, I hope, to many in the room today. But anyway, I encourage you every day in your Bible reading, whatever it is, add the proverb of the day. You know, the book of Proverbs teaches us how to get along with people. And the book of Psalms teaches us how to get along with God. That's kind of an oversimplified way of saying that. But we all need to know how to get along with people, and Proverbs teaches us to do that. I encourage you to do it. And then, number two, I encourage you to to share with others how you learn to read the proverb of the day. And who knows? A few of them might share with others, and that thing might trickle out. It'll be one of the best things you've ever done. Well, Father... It really, the book of Proverbs, is, it means so much to me. I mean, I love to read it. I read the New Living Translation most of the time. It's just so understandable. But God, whatever the translation, there's just so much wisdom in the book of Proverbs of just things we deal with in life. And I today thought, well, I just want to share how I learned to do it. I learned it from Dottie. She learned it from Billy Graham. And I've been doing it all these years, and it's really, it's really, it's helped me so much. Now, some days the Proverbs are more applicable than others, but God, day in and day out, I find things that really help me. 
I think as a little boy, first grader, my pastor encouraged me to memorize Proverbs 3, 5, 6, and 7. And God, there have been a lot of times when I've just had to say to you, God, I don't, this, this doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand why this would happen. We all, we all go through that. that. Those verses come back to me. Lean not unto thine own understanding. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord. Depart from evil. And God, those verses just keep on blessing me. I pray they'll bless everyone here. And might we, in the appropriate time as the Holy Spirit leads, we might just share the idea and the blessing with others of what reading Proverbs day does. And God, we, all of us, could in turn be a blessing to many. Now give us a good rest of this day and week. And God, thank you for this Thanksgiving season that we're in. And uh, I pray we won't wait to Thanksgiving Day to begin to be thankful for all of our blessings. Help us even today to begin. In Jesus' name, amen.